tri-ball is ready. The Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast starts now. Thank you all for tuning into the Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast, episode 10. That's right, 10. I'm your host, Johnny Pinball, along with Matt McCarty and Neil Graff. Welcome back, Neil. Yes, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, I finally found uh, some time off, winter break, got all the first semester classes done with, so we're all set to do another podcast. And I'm sure one of your studies, you were taking intro to pinball, right? Dude, I wish. I wish. I mean, basically, I mean, I'm learning computer science, and that's related to pinball. Physics. With the coding. What language is, is pinball coded in? Uh, I, I think it's C++. Is that what you're attempting to learn? Yeah. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Someone someone always says that. I don't listen to podcasts. Anyway, if you <laughs> listen to podcasts, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you choosing the Triball Pinball Podcast as your Twippy vote this year. Yes, and uh, let's talk about the Twippies. Um, do you guys have any picks for... <laughs> oh, I sure do, Matt. I sure do. <laughs> I just need to scroll. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> this is why we're the best. Boy. Oh yeah. Does anyone have an opinion about the Twippies this year? I don't care. They they let us vote again after we couldn't, and now we can. So I voted just to support, you know, the people I like. That's right, and I like us. Yes. So let's go down the list. Category number one: best theme. Neil. Ooh. Um, I'd say Foo Fighters is my favorite band now because of the the game. I don't know. I've I've always I always thought they were like a top three band of mine, but definitely after after the game they become my favorite band. So I'd go Foo Fighters. I went with uh, James Bond, and uh, technically it counts because the 60th came out this year. It's always been a great theme of mine since high school or even before that. Love Bond. And I'm kind of a Scooby Dumb here. What were the themes even this year? I know Scooby Doo, Foo Fighters, Galactic Tank Force, Pulp Fiction, Help Me Out, Godfather, Venom, Labyrinth. Wasn't wasn't Bond on the last Twippies? This I, is I the sixtieth, so it counts. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm cheating. Okay, I get it now. Loophole, loophole. No, I I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Cardi I, breaks I, the rules. All those themes in mind. I have to pick Galactic Tank Force as my favorite theme. GTF. Wow. Wow. First time. That's probably the first vote GTF got for that, <laughs> that category, I'm, I would have to say. You see behind me, David? David Fix. That's how much I love this game. He's got a, the banner up in the back. I've got the nice. banner. He's got a banner. Now, I might have a different opinion on best, you know, game or game of the year, but for best theme, GTF. Uh, second one here is best animations and display. I had a tough time on this because I thought Venom was was pretty good, but I also thought Foo Fighters was really done well. But ultimately, I voted for Venom first and Foo Fighters second. Yeah, I I took Foo Fighters just because I don't know. I don't I don't me personally. I don't pay attention to animations as much when I'm playing. I uh, I mean I guess like. When you're watching other people play, you'll see animations. But I, I went with Foo Fighters. 
It was done real well. It is done really well. And if I was being objective and not, you know, partial to my opinions, I would have to vote for Foo Fighters. I think it's objectively the most beautiful animations. But I didn't. I voted for Pulp Fiction. What? (laughs) Just kind of like what Neil said. No one's looking at that stuff. Don't waste money on it. I like the cool little, they do a little alphanumeric. They can put like, you know, Bride of Pinbot. They put the little eyes on that screen. So you can do a little bit. On the alphanumeric. Sure. Yeah, they got, like, different things scrolling yeah. through. I get it. But Venom did have a video mode. If that's your jam. Was it a good video mode, though? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Dwight. Someone's, a podcast needs to catch that guy a break. Because every podcast shits on his code. I'm not shitting on the code, but... Just his video mode, apparently. I like your Star Wars video mode, Dwight. It's very fun. Well, didn't the guy... Who... Wait, who did fishtails he just did um was it pulp fiction or he just did a recent game yeah that's pulp fiction guy yeah he did the best video mode ever mark panacho yeah that sounds about right it's close if we're wrong we're wrong if we're wrong email us at tryballpodcast at gmail.com and mark if you ever want to join the show please just reach out to us set the record straight Okay, well, we got that out of the way, and now that moves us to Best Toys and Mechs. Uh, I voted for Venom. I, I, Venom Pro, uh, obviously. <laughs> I I prefer the Pro, to be honest, but uh, the premium, I like the diverter ramp. I do not like the doppelganger at all. Oh, I, I thought that was doppelganger. I thought that's what did it for you. Yeah, those juicy butts. Yeah, I do like those juicy doubles, but no. Um, I don't know. I went Food Fighters just because, like, I don't know, on the premium, because I'm used to the premium. It's got that ship and everything, so I thought it was pretty cool. And, and the best is the, the dead post. I mean, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I voted Food Fighters 100% because of the dead post. It's the most unique thing that's ever happened, the pinball. <laughs> Never been done before. And our friend, friend of the show, Jack Danger, he's like, Danger! Watch out for that dead post. And Labyrinth has a similar kind of mech, but it's in the out lane where it'll like, and not by the apron where it knocks it into your in lane if your ball's going down the out lane, which I think is really cool as well. I'm still mad at them. They didn't give me a shirt, so sorry, Labyrinth. Okay, that was pretty universal to, to votes for Foo Fighters. But what could we say is the best sounded pinball? It's Pulp Fiction, but I voted for Bond 60th because you can customize your sound and they have the QR codes, which adds a whole another range of sounds you can put in there. I like that. That That's a really good point. And that, that honestly just convinced me on the spot right there. I can't even really think about that. I'm going Bond 60th you. because of that reason. I do like setting it to the 80s sounds. I don't care for the chimes. Um, but I didn't I didn't go for Bond 60th. I went for Venom because I think it has a very good sound package. It sounds like pinball. It's just Pulp Fiction, you know, I've said it before. It sounds too modern for the type of game they're doing. So that was ruled out. James Bond, it's too niche of a game. So I didn't even consider it. Um, Galactic Tank Force has horrible audio balancing. So that could never win. <laughs> And Godfather's JJP has the worst sounds in the business. So left me with either Foo Fighters or Venom. And I figured Venom needed some love. So that's why my vote went there. All right. Fair enough. Well, best rules. I went with Foo Fighters 
Um, I like that it still has classic kind of, not classic, but like kind of modern the modes. And then if you do certain things in the game, you can like progress your Fubot. Like there's there's kind of a lot to it, and I I really enjoy that. Yeah, I went with uh, Foo Fighters myself because um, Ray Day Code. I love Ray Day Code. Um, Rush was really good. Led Zeppelin's really good. They kind of all have the same uh, Avengers is really mixture good. of stuff. Kind of like you start the you start the modes. You get multi multipliers. Get the multi balls. The three M's. That's what Ray always says. And you go to town on the game. But I think uh, Pulp Fiction's a close second. I went Galactic Tank Force. Oh my god. Because you need that build that ice cream. And all the fun I guess it's more of a silence too. But you just like packing the fudge. You read my mind. Yes. <laughs> my dream as a boy was to work in a fudge factory in the shipping department. And uh GTF is as close as I can get to that. Hey Stan! Isn't that Tom Cruise? Huh? Oh wow it is. Hey guys, check it out. Tom Cruise is a fudge packer. What did you call me? How come you're packing fudge, Mr. Cruz? I'm not a fudge packer. Dude, you don't have to be ashamed or anything. But I'm not a fudge packer. Then why are you packing fudge? I'm not. Dude, you are in a fudge factory packing fudge. Oh, that does it. I will sue you. For what? You can't just call somebody a fudge packer and get away with it. Hey, is that fudge packer Tom Cruise? All right, this one's going to be interesting. Best, best playfield gameplay and layout. Easy. Venom. No. Oh, oh, I said Venom. No. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm going to take that back. I'm taking that back. Foo Fighters. I think we all could have said that in unison, honestly. I did not vote Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is my second choice. Really? I went with Bond 60th. Say what? Yeah. I mean... Because the layout makes the game. It's that's it. That's that's the whole thing, and it's such a great game. You don't like the the flow in Foo Fighters, or not? I love Foo not, Fighters. You don't like the flow. I love it. Foo Fighters is my second choice, but I think you know for what Keith did on uh, Venom, it's it's worth it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you just swayed me over. I'm switching to James Bond, Team James Bond. Oh, inline drops. I should have I should have realized that earlier. Inline drops takes the win. All right, best artwork. I went Foo Fighters. Okay, zombie, the zombie. I also went Foo Fighters, the okay. zombie Eddie. I went, and this is for real, not a joke. I went Scooby Doo. I think you look at that game; it just oozes perfection. That was, I think, that was my second choice. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Now, uh, what we all been waiting for? Game of the year. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. I got Foo Fighters too. Unanimous. Just like the next category is also unanimous favorite pinball content creator say it with me three two one tryball podcast johnny pinball oh. you made me vote for johnny pinball i think johnny pinball what you said you didn't vote for johnny i did pinball. vote for johnny pinball in one of the categories i voted for us in bed po- best podcast but for you're confusing the award shows oh yeah there's I'm only confused. one content creator matt were we on the Twippy ballot? Because I voted yes. for... Yes. Oh, shit. I voted for TurboGrafx-7. Yeah. <laughs> TurboGrafx-7. Oh. Let's Dave Brennan. Fair enough. Oh, my God. 
Guys. Matt doesn't love us. I, yeah, if I would have saw us, I would have voted. <laughs> oh, maybe I... You were so close. Oh, okay, in your defense, though, it wasn't alphabetical. That was very annoying that it wasn't alphabetical. Oh, yeah, you do have to, like, type it in. Yeah. So, shame on the Twippy Awards for not having alphabetical. It's like they phoned it in this year. There's no live show category shakeup. They should just auction it on eBay, and then someone who really has passion can buy the award shows and run it. Yeah. I'd bid. I'd buy it for a dollar. <laughs> All right. No, so I had uh, I had Tribal, Johnny, and, of course, Fox City's Pinball. I'm, I'm assuming you guys also had Fox City's Pinball? I didn't see any of this stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Matt. I might have had too many gummies that day. I don't know. Driving down to Racine to the Haribo plant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those sour gummy bears. Ooh, Haribo. They knock them out of the park. Um, I actually don't vote second or third choice. I'm just a first choice voter only. That's fair. So it was only tribal for you? Tribal it is. And uh, undramatically, the last category is favorite pinball topper. I don't have room for toppers, so I voted the rush topper. I voted for the bond topper. I really think it's underrated. Yeah, I went with rush topper. Yeah, the gears. The gears. Gearhead. Yeah, gearhead. My name is Revolio Clockberg Jr. It's not Gearhead. Back in the Gear Wars. Well, don't get me started about the Gear Wars. Yeah. The year was 2020, and the Gear Wars had just begun when... <laughs> <laughs> I need a break from all this action. Is there something to soothe my soul in our next topic? Well, before we get to our next topic, I have a update on Fathom Pinball. Dive again. No way. So, uh, our friend Dave Oshevsky sent a picture of a... He got a Haggis ornament in the mail for Christmas. And then... Uh, and? And um, one of our friends of the podcast, Mr. Tom Graff, asked him, Well, when's your game coming? And he's like, Well, now they say January. The gift that keeps on giving. Six to eight weeks every time he asks. <laughs> Oh, and I tell you, the other content creators double down that they finished all their orders. Poor Dave. He's like the last one, I guess. Right? And that's somebody you'd want to keep on your good list if you're a pinball manufacturer or a distributor. Yeah, he has locations. He buys almost everything. Yes. You might want to get the game to him. I agree. I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, man. That's so disappointing. Tiny Tim. He's going to be sad this Christmas. He will. Can't play as Fathom. So do we want to go into uh, the pinball tournaments, or do you guys want to play my game? I I think we could talk about some tournaments. All right, Neil, what's coming up? Indisc. Ooh. I feel like everybody knows what Indisc is at this point. No, I don't, I don't think we do, actually. Oh, it's like the best tournament out there. All right, so... Um, it's a it's considered a major now, but new new major. I'm surprised it wasn't a major. Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's on the newer side, but that like just started up. But um, it's a card format tournament, which means you get five games to in a row that you have to put up, and that's your ticket. It's not like a pump and dump where you put up a single game. You have to get all five games in a row consecutively. So five good games. To fill out your ticket. Five real, five really good games. Not good games. Like exceptional games. Really. Exceptional. Exactly. Now, 
Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Wow. You got to be a phenom. You got to be consistent. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big one out there. And um, I heard uh, IE Pinball will be streaming it. I love IE Pinball. Shout out. Shout out to him. He has the best streams for Indisc because they have Scorbit on every game and you get that real-time updates. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he'll get on front page again like he was last year. That was that definitely helps out the pinball scene and Yeah, it definitely helps out get the eyes on people who don't normally care about pinball. And what also helps out is typically this tournament has really good volunteers in the announcer booth. You get Steve Bowden in there, you get Jeff Teelis in there, you get a lot of other personalities who are very enthusiastic about what they're seeing. Correct, yeah. It's enjoyable to watch. I actually just watched the cla- the finals from the Classics from last year, just the other day, and it was a good watch. Oh, did you watch them all, Matt? Um, From the Classics, just the finals, but while Indisc was like live, I watched a lot of it. I saw Travis's double zero. Um, the live. infamous double zero. Yeah. On Car Hop, I believe. Yeah. No, it was on Bad Girls. Bad Girls. Oh, yeah. Bad Girls. Okay. There was, wasn't there something happened on Car Hop too? Well, Car Hop was just, it was just like, um, yeah, it was kind of like they, they had to take it out or change, the rules. change the rules. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be attending that one. It'll, it'll be uh, January 4th through the 7th. You can still attend. It's open to the public. That's why it's called the Open Championship. So, um, yeah, so anybody's welcome to go to that one still. Someday. Maybe if I get cool enough, I'll get a sponsorship and they'll take me there. That's the end game. For those who don't know, INDISC is an acronym for It Never Drains in Southern California. Matt's fun facts of the day. Can you give me a second fun fact? Um. What's a turn... What's a tournament etiquette fun fact? Tournament etiquette fun fact. If you are playing in a tournament where, uh, let's say it's a match play tournament and you have score sheets, um, be prompt in filling out your sheet and getting it up to the scorekeeper so they can keep things going. Don't, like, oh, we had a great game and sit and talk while the score sheet sits under you guys while you have a five-minute conversation. Quick and easy. Yeah, we'll always see Johnny Pinball doing that one. I run up. I'll have to get him on. I run up to the front. It's part of my exercise routine. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do see you sprinting up there. I don't know. In the finals last night, you seem to be chatting with Cassidy rather than going to play your ball more than not. If if you are graced with Cassidy's presence, you have to chat with her. But if the score sheet's in your hand, you still have to run up there. You, you walk and talk as you say, hey, Cassie, business, walk and talk with me. <laughs> well, this, this was during the finals when he, we his turn to play and that okay, okay. we all uh the three of us all made the finals at tilt and tuesday last night a first mind you yes and we all played each other in, in the second round and i was eliminated second round i was also eliminated and i picked i picked the graph bank yeah the prodigal son won <laughs> <laughs> you pick the Neil Graph Bank. The the Graph Bank is Indy Five Hundred, Frontier, Dadius Jurassic Park, and Valley Star Trek. That is definitely not the Graph Bank. The Tom Graph Bank. Yeah, what is the Neil Graph Bank for those not in the know? Yep, that's the one we played on yesterday. The three of us. Um, we played Fishtails, Magic, Adam's Family, and Supersonic. It's a good bank. 
Some would argue the the greatest bank of all time. No. Most people would be wrong. <laughs> the, maybe the greatest bank for defeating Johnny Pinball, but not my favorite bank to play. Yeah. What's what what is he, what is your bank again, Johnny? Mine is Godzilla Wheel of Fortune stars and mousing around. Now that's a bank. Interesting, interesting. Longtime listeners of the show may know that I get made fun of for choosing that bank. And I have consecutively lost on it while choosing it, but a few weeks ago, I finally defeated it. I beat the bank and proceeded to the second round, Ooh, which then I had to go. play. What's, yeah, I had to play Cassidy's bank then. <laughs> what's what's the record on the bank though? I am probably one in four. <laughs> Ooh, I'm just proud. I got I got to pick four times. That's pretty good. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a good achievement. You finished in the top four then for qualifying. That's yeah. something to be proud of. Yeah. Neil goes away. All of a sudden, I'm qualifying every week correlation i don't know matt do you want to reveal your favorite bank or is that going to keep close to the chest well it's not really i was just thinking about this um i like the bank that neil picked for the final four but before eric moved some machines around my favorite bank it was demo man hot hand deadpool and viking hot hand's kind of scary yeah it's hot luck now house balls on hot hand aren't aren't as common as as some other classics, but yeah, I, you want a good first ball, definitely. No, thank you. Speaking of state, it's coming up. If your state is a state and you have playoffs, usually in January. There's also there's also Providence's out there. Canadian state in Canada. Okay. Yeah. What do they call it in Europe? Just country. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Dude, I made it to country. <laughs> Uh, this year for us locals, it is moved from the local to Nerd Haven in Madison, so it's a new place for us. Yeah, we uh, Matt and I checked it out this last uh, Sunday. It was it was pretty nice. They had a lot of Stearns there, some good choices for state. I'm ready. Yeah, but uh, Matt, I don't know. Matt Matt has an interesting story from the tournament we uh, played in at Nerd Haven, and I'm sure a lot of people are saying this story because I've been telling it. Uh... I know Neil, your dad is, but so we were doing a pin golf format in Indiana Jones. I was doing pretty good when I started. I was getting like twos. Um, then we went to Indiana Jones, and uh, I had the ball cradled on my left flipper, and I took my hand off the flipper button, and the ball remained to be cradled on my left flipper. What shouldn't happen? And I, I showed everyone, I'm like, ah, look at this, blah. And then um, put my hand on the flipper, tapped it, and backhanded the saucer perfectly to start the mode. And it was um, Choose Wisely. And for those who don't know, it's like a video mode where it shows five grails. It'll highlight one, and then they all swirl around, and then you got to pick the correct grail at the end of that. Well, as soon as the video mode started... The ball ejected from the saucer with my flippers dead because video mode's still going and goes right down the drain. And I stopped paying attention to the saucers rotating, or the the grails, I guess. And I didn't know which one was which. My video mode ended, I picked the wrong one, and then it ended my ball. And that cost me a stroke in the pin golf tournament, and I was one stroke away from the finals. Bummer. And I didn't do anything about it. I didn't feel like bugging a tournament director. Yeah, no no TD ruling on that? Well, everybody saw it, so I probably could have gotten something because our whole group witnessed it happen. 
But um, I didn't. I it was Sunday. I just I didn't feel like jacking around. I was just like whatever. I was there primarily for fun. I mean, those points weren't going to go on my card regardless. Um, so it is what it is. Right. It was hilarious though at the moment. Yeah, real and funny. After the fact. <laughs> I'm just swearing. There's kid. There's I mean, kids in the arcade. I'm just what the f was that? This because ah. there's so. There were so many mixed emotions yeah. going through your I went, head. I was when, like, like, all bummed. Like, oh, stuck ball. Oh, like, yes, oh. You sh- then, you sh- then you shot the scoop. Then you're like, let's go. Video mode kicks out. Drains. But the video mode's still going. So it's like, I was on a oh, roller coaster man. of emotions. It was nuts. Yeah. And then after that, I was kind of deflated for the rest of the... Then I, we had to play Monopoly, and I was just uh, not into it. Yeah, never into Monopoly. <laughs> So, premonition of what's to come at state games spookily be acting weird. Uh they mostly play pretty well. Um, I think it'll be fine, but yeah, I mean you're, you're gonna expect a couple like pinball is pinball, and and that's kind of why I didn't make a huge stink. And like when I talked to Thorin, Eric Thorne of District Eighty Two, he's like, "Yeah, you should have got a comp ball because your flippers were." dead you couldn't have done anything about it and i'm like yeah if there was a tournament ruling and during state there might if that would happen there definitely would be a ruling um but you know i've been a tournament director i people you know have bugged me with minute details of stupid things and i just didn't want to be that guy on sunday so i just let it go just wasn't worth it correct it's not that big of a tournament. Or right, anything, yeah. So. It, no, it was on high stakes. No. So, Ooh, high yeah. stakes. That sounds like an upcoming tournament at District 82. Correct. The Winter 3X. It is uh, Winter 3X. February 16th through 18th, and it's kind of a Pinberg-inspired where um, there'll be a qualifying portion, and then everybody be uh, broken down into four different divisions, A, B, C, and D. And then you, you know, you play off in your divisions and, and whatnot. And so that'll be good for, for all the other people. And then there'll be finals on Sunday. And for those who don't make the finals, he's doing a just for fun, not IFPA. If you're still in town, a split flipper, three strike knockout, which should be pretty fun. I think that'll be interesting. It's going to be chaos. Yeah. You're going to be paired up most likely with someone you don't know. And you just got to go head to head with other people. They they had to nerf the greatest split flipper duo of all they time, did. Matt and I. Yeah, we put up like six hundred million on fishtails. I mean, you're <laughs> also suggesting you're not going to make finals, so. <laughs> no, I'll be right. in finals. It'll be fine. Yeah, and there's spots open. Uh, 150 spots available. Currently, 72 registered. So head on over to district82.com. Sign up today. About 200. 280 bucks i think for the week yep stern pro circuit event it should be a lot of fun get them stern pro circuit points everybody likes them and then uh coming this or january 27th we've talked about it on uh former podcast but we have uh the bond 60th heads up tournament at lumberjack johnny's appleton be there yeah that'll be a lot of fun uh yeah the just one last thing on the january 27th bond 60th heads up there was rumors that maybe the <laughs> what the fuck, Elwin? Yeah, that the <laughs> I can't think of their name. 
the Tom podcast is going to be there. Oh, tri- oh, the tri- triple drain. Triple, thank you, triple drain podcast. Wow, that was a big brain fart. Yeah, I just listened to them, by the way. Uh, the triple drain boys. I heard that maybe they were going to try to be there. Joel, Travis, and Tom, and Elwin, I guess. Any any update on that, Matt? You're like the the pulse. I don't think Elwin's going to make it. Well, Elwin the cat is going to be there. The cat will be there. But I don't I don't think uh Oh the kitty cat? Yeah. I don't think uh Tom and Travis will be there. Or Tom will be there, obviously. Travis and Joel. Travis Travis and what Joel doesn't really Travis play and what's his name? Alright, alright. So Tom's not gonna be there, but he'll be streaming it. Tom will be there. Travis and Joel aren't gonna be there, but it's still gonna be hosted by Triple Drain. Got it. They might, I don't know. Anyway, everyone, sign up for that one. Yes, that'll be a lot of fun. Tell your wives to vote in it. I mean, play in it. I mean, go to Brazil. I mean, hey, let's move on to 20 questions. All right. For those listening, you can play along with Neil and Johnny. Um, I have selected a pinball game. I'm going to give you guys some clues, and you'll have 20 yes or no questions to ask me to try to determine this machine. So, the clues I'm going to give you are it has two flippers, three pop bumpers, a drop target... Um, those aren't much clues, but this is the big clue. Sing- Wait, a singular drop target? A singular drop target. But this is the big clue. Um, the overlying theme of this game has been done before in pinball on other machines. So who wants the first question? Go ahead, Johnny. Start us off. Is it a stern? Um, technically no. Technically no. Well, it can kind of be a gray area. Uh, is it a Bally's game? No. Like a Bally? Oh, okay. Was it made between 1990 and 1995? No. Hmm. You should have went broader with that one. Alright, Neil? Um, I don't know. Let's try to get take it down to the years. We'll say 90... Six to present. Yes. All right. So, um, wow. Really testing my knowledge on what probably a Sega game. Is it a Sega game? Yes. Mm, okay. I think I know it now. Even his remade is like really tripping me up right now. Oh! Godzilla. No. What? No, because the pop bumpers. Um, it, the right answer probably, I'm just going to go for it. Is it Jurassic Park? Because we had a Lost World that was a Sega. Well, you have to be specific. Are you thinking of Sega's Lost World? Yes, it is Jurassic Park, the Lost World. Woo! And I want to thank our friend Andy Van Scandal for providing me the inspiration. Because he just got rid of his Lost World. Did you buy it? No, I did not. He traded it for uh, a centaur along with another game. A classic centaur? Yes. Okay, cool. But his Lost World wasn't working. He could never figure it out. So... (laughs) That game plus cash for Centaur, or do you have any deets? That game and another game 
plus cash, I believe. Was the other game fully working? Um, I forgot what the other game was, but I think it was a classic. Because Centaur is worth, what, 5000 4000 Apparently more than that. Really? I don't know. I haven't bought one. Certainly not shopping with Haggis anytime well, soon. Well, yeah, I've, we're not talking about the Haggis Centaur, but... Um, right. I was thinking the classic one. All right. So, yeah, let's move into another fun segment on, like, would you trade... Everyone tell me their favorite game. Is Neil, are you still on Walking Dead? Uh, we can do yeah, we can do Walking Dead. So you like Walking Dead? Okay. Matt, what's your favorite game? This is such a loaded question. We'll say Avengers Pro. And mine's Godzilla. Alright guys, so here's the deal. Would you trade your favorite game for Keith Elwin's Jaws without even seeing it? Oh yeah. I traded my Avengers Pro for a Godzilla, so So you're hundred percent in. If the, you know, there's no money oh, yeah. changing hands, you're just trading it. Okay. hundred percent. Yeah, I'll just trade it. Really? Yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade my Godzilla. I'd have to see it. Because Godzilla, to me, is the perfect game. And what if Jaws is like Venom? Oof. Be hard to get rid of it. But it's the goat. It's the goat. But sometimes goats need a shaving. Or no, that's sheep. <laughs> it's a shearing. Shear the goat. Shear the goat, yeah. And and I uh, I kind of got burned on that like uh, your your concept there because I kind of agreed to trade my Godzilla for a Venom sight unseen and now I kind of I haven't completed the trade but I'm gonna get a Bond Pro instead of the Venom. So you're kind of have an out on that. You don't have to take the Venom. Yeah, and uh, I mean if I wanted that Venom a couple months down the road, I'm sure uh, I could make the swap. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's one available. Mm-hmm. Plenty. It's a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game, they said. What's next? What's next, guys? Spooky. Spooky, yeah. We should probably... <laughs> Our number one topic. Oh, my God. That was, that was supposed to be the first topic, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's why we were laughing. <laughs> I had a good segue, so I went with it. We had to roll with it. Not my fault you guys didn't come back to it. Let's, let's go to the number one topic that everyone usually leads their podcast with and that is spooky pitball announced a new game or shall we say games looney tunes and texas chainsaw massacre is that anyone's anyone's favorite theme yeah i think looney tunes is amazing that's a great theme i grew up with it and i'm near 50 so yeah i mean i even watched looney tunes growing up a little bit too so looney tunes kind of piques my interest so I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre the other day. I still haven't seen Labyrinth yet, but uh, I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And it does not hold up. It's not very gory. There are a couple eh moments. It's creepy, but uh, it's, it's not a great movie, in my opinion. Do you think they'll do a good job, like, theme integration-wise? Oh, I think they already did. I mean, with the meat hook yeah. ball locks and the, the girl in the freezer and stuff like that. Um, I think they're going to do a wonderful job on mm-hmm. it. But Texas seems like it was the primary game. And Ben Heck's been working on that code for at least two years. So I, I'm going to say it's probably pretty well polished at this point. The other game, Looney Tunes, is programmed by Eric Pripke, also working on Labyrinth of Barrels of Fun. They're going to do 888 of each theme. I think that's an interesting choice. To them, they think it would go 50-50, but, you know, if we pull the audience here, we're all on Looney Tunes. 
any thoughts on that? Uh, it's just, you know, Looney Tunes is just the more well-known theme, I guess. The more, the theme that you could put in an arcade or a, a family home rather than, you know, kind of a gruesome movie. And for, you know, for a fun fact, another party cardy fun fact, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based on Ed Gein from La Crosse, Wisconsin, Ooh. who liked to eat people. I, I don't think he's from La Crosse. Well, he's from Wisconsin. Wasn't that wasn't that Plainfield, Wisconsin? Maybe. I just Googled it and said lacrosse, so So what is a it's from around what is here. a Texas Chainsaw Massacre about like give a brief summary without spoilers? A group of teenagers, I guess, um, are in their van taking a road trip and they pick up a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker is kinda off the wall. And they, they kick him out and they should have kicked him out a lot sooner than they should have and they find this gas station and then they they find uh their their parents old house and they kind of explore a little as as teenagers in horror movies do and they come across another house and the family that lives in this house is a bit bizarre let's just say and uh they interact with the teenagers in a gruesome fashion do they all die um well this is a spoiler alert but it's an old movie i think if you've seen it you've seen it (laughs) (laughs) one one of them gets away there we go let's let me form my thoughts here i think spooky the spooky people right um the emery family they just love horror themes so i think every every game they release or at least every other game release is going to be something like this that's just what they're building their company on it might not be the most profitable way to build a pinball company, but that's what they're doing because that's what they're passionate about. Yeah, I think that's cool, mixing mixing two passions together. Oh, yeah. If I had an opportunity, heck, I'd be doing the same thing. We'd have... A Cobra Kai pinball machine. Yeah. If this is Johnny Pinball's themes, there would be... I'd have Cocaine Bear and Rick and Morty or something like that, you know? Fair enough. I'd buy a Cocaine Bear. 888 though, that's probably because that is where the price break is on ordering parts. Because you'd think they'd be less sold of Chainsaw Massacre, but they probably don't get the price break they need for the numbers to work over in the actuary department. So they're like, hey, we got to do 888. And why not 1,000 of each? Well, that's too much in this market. And 888 just sounds fun. It's probably where that number came from. Well, you might be onto something there, too, because what was Spooky's or uh, Scooby-Doo's run at? That was about... Uh, it's a Summer of Love, 1969. So if you add... 888 together it's about the roughly this 1776 so maybe that's the the magic number for parts ordering is around a little less than two grand it could be we could just be sniffing the wrong flower here but the market is the market is softening so it made sense they dropped it a little bit but what they didn't drop was the price the price went up on the lower tier models um clearly they want you to buy their collector's edition which they dropped the price didn't it go down on the yeah it, it went down on a, the collector's a edition. nominal amount like it went down like 70 bucks but it went down which is a trend we are not seeing in pinball except for uh alien uh alien yes you can get the standard edition for 82.99 i believe bloodsucker i believe is 89.99 and then the collector's is 96.99 i'm a little mad i don't know if you guys are a little mad about you you got that in your veins Spooky Pinball sent all the podcasters like clues about their upcoming games, and they didn't send us one. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, that's we're true. in Wisconsin, guys. Come on, the shipping is like seven dollars here. 
maybe those Twippy votes will uh, put us on their radar. I I hope so. I hope I hope Bug, if he's the one running the show, or Luke, I hope they listen and I hope they realize what an audience of at least two hundred people are disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, uh, the clues were kind of a marketing strategy and they were kind of meaningless. Like no one really figured out what they were doing ahead of hand. No, but it was cool of them to do that. Yeah, it pretty much made Kaneda their biggest fan. He he was so touched. Perfect perfect guy to send something to. His ego needed to be stroked a little bit. Well, when doesn't it? I know. I know when doesn't it. So uh, what do you guys, did you watch the gameplay video of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I have not. I have not as well because I didn't want to watch that one. Oh, I have. And it, it, it looks like it. Some of the shots are amazing. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, why don't we go into the layout? It looks like no pop bumpers again and a lot of ramps and a lot of flippers. Correct. Four ramps, four flippers, an upper kind of lock mechanism on the back box. Not the back box, but the uh, backboard. Oh, yeah, that'd be weird in the back box. That'd be like T2 or something, (laughs) or T3, rather. Matt, you're like an expert pinball player. No offense, Neil, but... (laughs) Well, you're more into it like the Neil's like tournaments. Matt's more into a little bit of everything. So from this stream, would you say it's going to be a top three spooky? This is going to be their best spooky or too soon to say? Definitely a top three for sure. It looks like it plays amazing, to be honest. Do you have a, a favorite spooky pinball right now? Uh, oh, I'd have to default to TNA to be honest with you. I just for gameplay. I mean, Rick and Morty is probably the best overall kind of experience with the the modes and the animations and stuff like that and the callouts. And I even I kind of like uh, Alice Cooper too, but those shots are a little tight. But I I think this will definitely be in their top three. And that's the thing you like never know until you actually play it. Yeah, it could suck. Yeah. You can watch all the YouTube videos you want, but you won't know, like, your personal opinion until you actually play it. And I was told that uh, somebody is getting theirs in January. You better Michael down your Vincents, then. I'm playing. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know which one, or both, or I know he ordered both. What? Um, Who orders both of the same game? Somebody who might have owned every spooky title i don't know i'm gonna pretend like i know what you're talking about oh yeah that guy i don't speaking of games that (laughs) should be out on location but aren't elton john i want to play that because i've got a video in the queue ready to go but i need to actually play the game before i release the video i've never played it yet same little little birdie told me that io arcade and madison got the game on location they do yet lumberjack johnny's does not have it and they both buy from the same guy so but I thought the one at I.O. was a distributor's who let them use it for a bit. Oh, it's a demo unit? Okay. Interesting. Yes. So anyone going to make the pilgrimage down there to play it? I thought about it because, um, and maybe uh, after the state tournament, if it's still there, I'll stop down there. Um, our friend Rachel Risto asked me to tournament direct the, the women's state tournament, which is the day after the open states tournament in at Nerd Haven. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I could stay in Madison that night. And But then uh, she got somebody local to do it. She couldn't she couldn't afford my fee as well for, you know. You smell that it smells what the rock is cooking kind of smells like 
I don't know, like a, a Gottlieb that's burning. Neil, do you have a buy-sell burn <laughs> for us? I don't have three games off the top of my head right now. Wrong answer. Are you talking to me? You are the host of Buy-Sell Burn, yes. <laughs> I didn't know I was the host. It's called Neil Graff's Buy-Sell Burn. All right, welcome to Neil Graff's Buy-Sell Burn. We got Robo War, Bone Busters, and Cactus Jack. Ooh, all three of those were at District 82 at one point. Only one remains. Correct. Man, I don't I don't know if I want to go first and commit and be the laughing stock of the podcast. I don't know. It's a tough choice. Uh, it's not tough for me. Um, I'm going to buy Robo War. Um, I enjoy that game. I, the one at District 82 anyway. It, it, it shoots well. It's fun. If there's anything uh, people know about Party Cardi, he, he loves ripping a spinner. And when you get that power surge and that sound, ooh, ooh, daddy. Destroy number one. Yeah. And there's there's a couple different ways to get, get points on the game. It's not one-dimensional. Like, you can do the multi-ball. You can go for your 3-2-1 targets and, and try to get it into that, you know, upper rollover and stuff. Um, Cell would be bone busters. Um, it's not terrible but it's not really good either but it's got some interesting elements to it like the the ball save when you lose your ball you can like get like an extra couple of seconds to get points good music too yeah and i mean burn cactus jacks man that game hosed me in a tournament with the old gottlieb stupid mystery awards saying i'm player one anna neal's player three she hits the mystery gets the matchup award which gives her my score when I was currently in the lead. So her score goes up to mine, and she gets to keep playing. <laughs> I, I don't get to play anymore. I'm I screwed. don't see what's wrong with that. I'm screwed. You know what, you know what should have been on the list with it? Car Hop. Car Hop should have been on the list. Yeah, but we've only I've only watched that junk game. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe next week's Buy, Sell, Burn. But that has kind of the same mechanic in the catch-up. I don't think Car Hop swaps scores, does it? I thought it just like caught you. Close. It, it, yeah, and that's that's what um, well that's what Cactus Jacks did. But I was player one, and I already played my ball three, whereas Anna was player three, and so she got matched up to my score, and I couldn't do anything about it. Oh, that's an evil ball three award. Yeah, it's evil. right. That's what I'm saying. So that's my picks. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess I'll I'll go next as the host. <laughs> um I'll 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 buy a Bone Busters. I'm gonna say it right there because I picked it at States. We all know I'm a big Bone Busters fan. Eric Thorne needs to bring it back to District 82. He's into the bone. I'm a firm I'm a firm I'm a firm believer in Bone Busters. Uh Cell, Robo War, of course, close second. 
It's it's RoboWar. Everybody knows it. And burn Cactus Jacks. Like, actually burn that game. Like, that's not even jokes. Burn, burn Cactus Jacks, please. Heck yeah. I'll bring the freaking marshmallows. Well, maybe I should have went first, because I'm going to buy Cactus Jacks. Oh. It has dancing animatronics in the back. That's a win right there. And there's a certain stream of me playing this where the ball kept draining and bouncing back out of the trough. There must be some sort of rubber down there. It's like I couldn't lose on that game. So I really have good memories of Cactus Jack, and it's just a, it's just a fun theme. If that was at a, a location and I had Cactus Jack and Jaws, my money would go into Cactus Jack first. So that's how much I like it. And probably because it'd be cheaper, too. And I'm going to sell RoboWar. It's a great game, but I feel like everyone knows that. So it would just be like conformity if I pick that as my number one game. So can't have that. And I just hate Bone Busters. It's such a stupid theme and a <laughs> weird layout. <laughs> Sorry, Gottlieb. Doesn't work for me. It is a strange layout. I mean, maybe that's Jack Danger's thing. He's always posting on social media like, tell me one cool Gottlieb thing you miss in pinball. Well, maybe we're getting Bone Busters 2 from him next. Just saying. Jack, you're welcome on the podcast if you want to quell that rumor. Was that your three? Yeah, that's my three. Okay, I didn't. Plus a... What was Robo War? You're going to sell? Selling Robo War, buying Cactus Jack, burning the bone. Burn the bone. I actually have an amusing story uh, about Cactus Jacks that made me smile. So the right ramp on the one at District 82 was deadly. Like if you didn't hit it, if you didn't hit it perfect, it was coming right back down the middle. Very steep. And I'm playing it with like uh, Greg Pittner, and he's like, "Hey, what's the strategy on this game?" I'm just like, "Right ramp all day, bro." <laughs> <laughs> and he walks up and he he shoots it right ramp and boom, right down the middle. And he turns around and looks at me. <laughs> If, if I remember right, you could oh. plunge a multi-ball in this, too. You could, like skill yeah. Shot. Yeah. yeah, you could with the skill shot if you got it into the like one of the correct holes. It's an interesting game. Hey, anything else on the list? Matt, Matt's tournament rulings. Whoa, whoa. So we have a tournament director ruling. Do we have a question from the audience? Did we get a question from the audience? We didn't get a question from the audience. Oh. Are you kidding me, John? I'm going to look while you guys uh, do that. I believe Neil has a question for me. I have a question. And we encourage the audience to send in questions. All right, this could be this could be in different situations. This may have never even happened, hypothetically, though. There is a Xenon post. You're familiar with Xenon. There's a, yep. there's a post. Uh, it's not really... I mean, it's a center post, but it's not really centered. It's off to the so left side a little bit. Correct. And it, let's say you're draining out the left out lane... And you decide to kind of use it as a Foo Fighters dead post and bounce it back up to the upper playfield. Would that be considered a death save, or is that legal and play on? If you don't touch the machine, if you don't move it, if you don't make a move, it would be legal. Well, well let's say we are moving it. I'm moving it to try to get it back into play. That would be illegal. You think? I I would think. Like, what if um, on Paragon, there's the Paragon of District 82, where you'll eventually get, like, a really fast out lane, and there's the, like, kind of the death save gates behind the flippers, and it'll, like, if you lift up your right flipper, your right flippers, the ball will bounce back into play because of the death save gates, 
and it'll like ride that back into the flippers with that like lifting up the flipper what would you would you just say that's lazarus that would be completely legal because you're not um making a move on the game you're just lifting the flipper like because that's happened in you know on on deadpool where the ball came down the right out lane so fast and it popped up yeah and they were able to catch the ball with the flipper without mm-hmm. without making a nudge or, or a shove on the game and that would be that would be my ruling first of all yeah i think i think you're right on the paragon i think you're incorrect on xenon though because it's a post that save is more like you're using the apron to get it back into play but if you're using a post, you can use a post. I think it once it goes and hits the out lane switch, you gotta kind of not make a move. But I could be wrong. But that's my opinion. Well, I mean, you can argue you can argue you're still making a move on like Paragon or the Deadpool where it hits the out lane and you're using your flippers to save the ball. I'm talking right? when I say make a move, I'm talking about moving the machine itself, moving the table. Yeah, but you're still like you're still like trying to bring it into play. Yes, with the flippers. And on Xenon, you're not doing that. You're shoving the game to try to get more action off that post. So it would be almost like using the apron, I, I would feel. All right, so what about on Foo Fighters when you get the left out lane and it hit, you bump it into the post and it comes back up? What about that? Um, That's a game feature. But you don't really have to. Well, so you don't Xenon, have to bump. You don't have to bump the game, game on Foo Fighters. It's designed. The geometry is designed. Sometimes it doesn't work a hundred percent of the time. But you lift up the left flipper. Exactly, it doesn't work. So sometimes you'll give it a bump. Instant red card. I don't know. I think you get the bozo on this one. I'm not gonna lie. I I would like to hear other opinions on the on the Xenon thing because I. That'd be my opinion, and I'm gonna get some second opinions on this. It's actually a question I've always wondered, because that post is there. You would think it's a feature of the game; you should be able to use it like any other post. It's going on the outline. You give it a big shake, so the rubber bounces it out. Why not as it's draining? Yeah. But my gut instinct has been with Matt. I always thought, nah, that's probably not legal. Why don't you Why don't you try it in the next tournament, Neil, and we'll see what happens. Who's gonna be the TD? <laughs> oh, you'll see. I mean. I mean, it's so hard to get it back on and with Xenon. It, like, I don't think it's, it'll ever happen, honestly. You don't get like a ton of power out lanes in Xenon. Well, I do. No. Yeah, Matt, everything yeah. you do has power. So. Well, no, I got in the Super Series. Power Series, No, you it mean. was the Frost, Frosty Flips finals. I, Xenon was very, very mean to me. And everything wanted to go in the out lane. I plunged it in the saucer on top. Spoom! Right out lane. From the saucer just kicked it right in the right out lane and raymond was like watch that top saucer it's gonna go in the out lane and i'm like ah it's fine nope not so much friend of the show raymond correct okay just checked our tribal podcast at gmail account and we had zero submissions this week so matt you get a at least a buy on viewer submitted submissions come on come on listeners let's get some uh questions in let's hear them you know how you get audience engagement you give away a prize Oh, um, I actually, I, I could have one. We could, uh, we don't want your underwear. No, this would be an official Stern merchandise prize. I have multiple translates to choose from. If, if somebody comes in with a, a good, uh, tournament director question, you get your choice of either a venom, 
Uh, Led Zeppelin, er, Guardians of the Galaxy, Translite. And I will take care of the shipping on that. Very generous, Matt. The rules of this contest are you must submit a question to triballpodcast at gmail.com for Matt. You also need to go on Facebook and like our page and share our page with someone as well. We need to spread the word. And then Matt will choose at, uh, is it at your discretion then? No, it's at the, uh, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll check out the questions and I'll let, I'll let Neil or, or you choose the best one. Because I can't choose the question because I need to be on the spot. I can't, you know, doing homework on it. I got to use my noggin. All right, so Neil and I will read the questions and pick our favorite, and our favorite will be the winner. In the event that no one submits a question, does Neil or I get the translate? Rico really wants someone to translate here. Well, we'll play for it on a Bone Busters. Oh, all right, guys. So <laughs> if you don't want one of us to get the translate, you better write in a question. Otherwise, it's going on my wall. Fair enough. Awesome. That's going to be fun. Someone out there um, is going to get a $100 prize for free. Uh, This is going to be limited to the lower 48 states due to shipping. Correct. So sorry, Canada and Australia and Europe. Send those questions, people. What if only one person submits a question? Then he wins the translate. Are other podcasters eligible to enter? What I'm getting at here is if other podcasters enter, then hopefully they will promote it. And then they'll spread the word. Canada's eligible. Canada, you can win this twippy. I mean, this lovely translate. Joel, Joel, feel free to enter. I know you already get a bunch of swag because you're partnered with Flipping Out. But hey, maybe you don't have one of these translates. Travis? Travis just moved to a new house. I heard his Elwin translate wasn't signed. Matt, are these signed by the designers? Um, No, but I could put a cat print from the cat Elwin on it. A paw print. Perfect. And and if the winner wants, I'll sign it, too. If you want our autograph, sure. Signature edition translates. Johnny Pinball signature. Well, I think we're going to end on a high note there. Remember, if you want to submit a question for Matt, that's triballpodcast at gmail.com. All right, Matt, why don't you give everyone your deets and how they can reach out to you if they so desire. Um, You can find me on Facebook under Matt McCarty or ask at the Triball Podcast. Message me, become a friend, whatever. Very wide open on that. And uh, sometimes you find me on the Fox City's Pinball stream. Last words, Neil? Mm, just uh, watch some Fox City's Pinball. I'm Johnny Pinball. You can find me here at the Triball Podcast or Johnny Pinball on YouTube or on Facebook as Johnny Pinball. And in the words of John Borg, Borg out. Borg out. Primat, you are my conehead mate. But Bellar, we share this human state. Well beyond our own dimension. Not our designed intention. Primat, your cone is shimmering in the light. Bellar, I'll fly the sensor rings tonight. Don't want to hold my corn alone You don't have to hold your corn alone Could never hold my corn alone You'll never have to hold your corn alone Sensory, sweet, 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 s
way these humans love to ram it. I much prefer the Senso rings and all the timeless joy they bring. My conehead love is interstellar. Oppenheimer, Edward Teller. Our home on Remulac is distant. My conehead rule has low resistance. Oh, 